Uh, We continue our sermon series today called Questions God Asks. And so what we're doing is we're alternating between the Old and New Testaments and we're looking for questions that God or Jesus ask people in Scripture. And we're considering those questions and how those people in Scripture respond to those questions. And then we're being invited to think about how we might respond to those questions as followers of Jesus today. And so we're back in the Old Testament today, and we're talking about Jacob. And before we get into Jacob and this main character in today's passage, I thought it might be helpful if I just refreshed your memory a little bit, and Reverend Martha did some of that in the children's sermon this morning. But Isaac and Rebekah were childless. They had not had any children And so Isaac prayed to God, God, would you please grant me and give me and Rebekah a child? And so Rebekah got pregnant. God answered that prayer. And instead of just one child, Rebekah got pregnant with twins. And and we are told that even before the two children were born, that they were actually fighting or wrestling in the womb. And so when it came time for the children to be born, uh, Esau was born first, but this child that was born just moments after Esau, it was as if he was trying to pull Esau back into the womb because he wanted to be born first. And so we're told that when Jacob comes out of the womb, he's actually grabbing hold of the heel of his slightly older brother Esau. And so they named him Jacob. Now, what is also important for us to know is that in biblical times, your name was not just what you were called for the rest of your life. Your name also symbolized who you were or who you were destined to become. And so it's important to know what the word Jacob means. They named their child Jacob because Jacob means heel grabber. It means deceiver. It means trickster. It means cheater. It means one who wrestles. And so Jacob's name was chosen in part because of the way he entered into the world. He was actually grabbing hold of the heel of his brother because he wanted to be born first. Well, Jacob goes on to live into his name quite beautifully if you read the scripture. Uh, There's this one story about how Esau, his brother who is a hunter, he's out and he's hunting. He comes back in from a long day in the fields and he is absolutely famished. He is so hungry and his brother Jacob has been busy preparing this wonderful stew. And Esau is so famished from being out hunting all day that he begs Jacob for some of this stew that he smells. And Jacob says, I will only give you some of my stew if you give up the rights that you gained by being born first. Maybe he knew that his brother Esau was rather short-sighted. Maybe he knew that his brother Esau was impulsive. But whatever the reason, Esau was so short-sighted and so impulsive that he, and so hungry that he was willing to give up his rights that he had gained from being born first in order to have a cup of that stew. 
and those rights that he gave up, if you were born first in this day, you got a double portion of the inheritance that was coming to you upon your father's death. And so it's as if, and again in life, Jacob grabbed the heel of Esau and said, no, you shouldn't be first. Let me be first. Let me have the birthright of being born first. He was a heel grabber. Then there's the story that Isaac, their father, is getting older. He's gotten blind. He can't see anymore. He wants to give his older son Esau a special blessing. And so he calls Esau into his room and he says, I want you to go out and I want you to kill some wild game. And I want you to prepare that meal just the way I like it. And I want you to bring it back to me and we're going to enjoy a good meal together. And then I'm going to bestow my blessing upon you. And so Esau goes off to hunt to find that wild game. Well, we're told that Rebekah, their mother, had been overhearing this conversation between Esau and his father Isaac. And we're also told that Rebekah loved her son Jacob more than she loved her son Esau, which absolutely breaks my heart. And so she calls Jacob in and she says, Jacob, this is what's about to happen. Your, your older brother is about to receive a blessing from your father, but we don't want that to happen. And so what I want you to do is I want you to go and get two goats and I want you to bring them to me. And then I'm going to prepare those two goats just the way your father likes them. And you're going to take them in there and you're going to act like you're Esau and you're going to receive the blessing from your father Isaac. And Jacob's like, I don't feel good about this. I mean, I, I don't think we're going to be able to pull this off. First of all, uh, I'm a smooth-skinned boy or man, and, and my brother Esau is a very hairy man, and, and, and I don't smell like my brother uh, Esau. He's always out in the fields, and so his mother says, don't you worry about that. What you need to do is you need to go put on some of your brother's clothes, and that way you'll smell like him. And what you need to do is you need to take the pelt from those goats that we're going to cook and you need to place them on your hands and on your arms and that way if he decides to touch you he will feel that hair and being blind he will think that that is Esau and then he will bless you. And so Jacob does it. It's another way that he's trying to grab the heel of his brother and supplant him as the firstborn, the one that was to receive the blessing. It's another way that he was tricking and deceiving uh, his brother in this story. And so he deceives his father, he receives the blessing, and Esau gets ticked off. And Esau says that when my father dies... I'm going to kill my brother Jacob. It scared Jacob so much that his mother says, you better run away. You better leave now before he kills you. And, and you better go and stay with my brother until the coast is clear. And that's exactly what Jacob does. Now, I've got to get to the text this morning, so I can't tell you there are other ways in which G Jacob uh, ends up living into his name. And if you're interested in refreshing your memory or learning about those for the first time, I invite you to go to Genesis chapter 28 and to continue to read. But in our text this morning, it has been 20 years since Jacob 
stole the blessing from Isaac and from his brother Esau. And we're told that he is now making his way back to see his brother for the very first time. And he's absolutely terrified of what might happen. I mean, the last communication he's had with his brother, his brother said, I'm going to kill you as soon as dad dies. And so he's on his way and he gets to the Jabbok River and so he sends his family and everybody else on by themselves and he stays by himself by the river. He's all alone and he's really vulnerable. And then all of a sudden, as darkness falls, uh, someone encroaches upon him and a fight ensues. At first, he doesn't have any idea who this person that he's fighting is. I suspect that he probably thought it was Esau. Esau maybe had heard that he was on his way, and Esau, wanting to be able to surprise him and attack him unaware, would, would, would just find him in this, beside this river and begin to fight him. All we know about the wrestling match is that it was a pretty even match. For it, it lasted all night long, and Jacob was able to hold his own. We, we're told that, that in the middle of the night, that uh, as daybreak was beginning to uh, come, that Jacob actually had a good stronghold on his opponent. And his opponent says, it's getting to be daylight, you, let me go. Let me go. And Jacob says to his opponent, I will not let you go until you bless me. This Jacob, man, he is really interested in getting blessings, isn't he? And so he says, I will not let you go until you bless me. And in response to this demand for a blessing, uh, we find out that this opponent that Jacob is wrestling is God. And God asked the question, what is your name? Now, isn't that a weird question to ask? I mean, you've been having a battle royal by the river all night long, fighting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then at the end of the evening, at the end of night, right when the sun is about to come up, you say, oh, by the way, what's your name? I mean, that's a weird question to ask, especially for God to ask the question. I mean, God knows who this is, so why in the world would God ask the question, what is your name? I suspect that the answer to that goes back to what I've already told you about biblical names and their significance. It's not just what you were called. It symbolized or was the essence of who you were or what you had become. And so maybe why God asked Jacob, what is your name, is because God wants Jacob to come clean. God wants Jacob to say, my name is Jacob. I'm a heel-grabbing, conniving, Tricking, deceiving, cheater. I swindled my brother out of the rights associated with being born first. I stole a blessing from my father that was intended for my older brother. And in essence, I stole his blessing. 
this is who I am. And maybe what God is saying here is that before I can give you a blessing or before I will give you a blessing, I need you to acknowledge who you really are. I need you to come clean about the person that you are and that you have become. And when Jacob says, my name is Jacob, He's not just saying that's what they call me. He's saying, my name is heel grabber, trickster, deceiver, wrestler with God. And it's after he acknowledges who he is, and it's after he comes clean, that God gives Jacob a new name, Israel. And God says that you will no longer be known as the heel-grabbing, cheating, deceiving trickster. For you have wrestled with God and you are better for it. Because in this wrestling with God, you arrived at a place where you were able to acknowledge who you really are. And you've come clean with God about who you really are. And now you are triumphant with God. You are Israel. And if you keep reading in the story, Jacob truly does become Israel. There's no more evidence in Scripture of him trying to deceive people or trick people or try to supplant people in their position of power. We find out later when he meets his brother Esau that he bows in humility and that instead of trying to take from his brother Esau like he's done his entire life, Jacob offers his brother Esau flocks and herds as a sign of repentance and in the hopes of reconciliation. And and we're told that in Scripture that even though Esau had been so angry with Jacob, and even though Jacob had just taken and taken from Esau his entire life, in this moment when Jacob is offering to Esau, Esau accepts the gift. And so God's question, who are you? What is your name? Was instrumental for Jacob. To finally be able to see, this is who I really am. And upon coming clean, realizing that's not who I want to be. And God gave Jacob a new name. And he began to live in a new way. So what does this question have to do with us today? Sometimes, church, it's just really good for us to take a cold, hard look at ourselves and come clean to acknowledge who we really are, what we have really become. And once we acknowledge who we really are, and what we acknowledge uh, all the areas of our lives that, that don't make us or God proud, that is fertile ground for God to come in and to give us a new name, and to give us a new way to live our lives. And I suspect that there are many in our congregation here this morning, me included, 
that have, as Reverend Martha said in the children's sermon, spent some time wrestling with God. And we've got the wounds and the limps to show for it. We, we don't really understand who God is or what God wants for our lives. We're frustrated with God. We're angry with God. And, and so we wrestle with God over and over and over again. And maybe instead of spending so much time focused on God, where we really need to begin is looking at ourselves and just coming clean and realizing that we cannot save ourselves, and realizing that it's not all about us, and realize that God doesn't exist just to give us whatever we want, but that God truly does love us, that our name to God truly is, you are my beloved child, and that God wants the very best for us, And that God really does want to bless us. But maybe it begins with just coming clean about how much we need God.